good evening. Welcome back to the Bundesliga show brought to you by Over the Bar. Um, myself and Mark are back uh, for a brand new type of show. So I hope everyone is uh, is tucked in and ready for a very, uh, and well, exciting and what could be a very uh, interesting show. So uh, for those of you that are new to the channel or new to this uh, type of thing, myself and Mark are going to try and do a Bundesliga top 10 uh, so it's a show that we're going to be doing once a month uh, and then obviously we'll have category for each show and this uh, first show we're going to be starting with strikers since the year 2000 so in a minute you'll see on the screen already uh, we've got our list set of our top 10 what we're going to be doing is going to be kind of arguing our cases for how we think the order of the top 10 should go so we'll kind of discuss from 10th up to uh, up to sixth place and then from fifth to first um obviously as you can see below we've got some honorable mentions already um so before we go into it just a little bit of admin um so obviously again we're in partnership with bundesliga boxes and bully news two brilliant partners for us this season so make sure you go check them both out on twitter and go check out their websites uh, obviously bundesliga boxes get yourself some genuine authentic uh, german football t-shirts and bully news the place to go for german football news in english transfer rumors uh, long reads predicted lineups the lot they've got you covered and as always please do drop us a like um on the show if you like this new type of show be really interesting to get some feedback on that that'd be really good uh, comment along, really want this to be interactive. So if you guys really want someone to be number one or number 10, do let us know and we'll take it into account. Obviously comment afterwards if you haven't seen this one live. It'd be really interesting. See your thoughts. If you agree with us strongly, if you really disagree with our top 10 already picked, again, give a shout out to one of your strikers if he's a legend from the club that you're supporting. And again, please do subscribe to the channel because we're really going in the right direction and we want to build a great community as we already have been doing. Um, so, Mark, are you looking forward to tonight's show? It would be a bit of a challenge, I think, this. Yeah, definitely looking forward to the new style of show. Yeah, the top 10s. It's something we've talked about for quite a while now. We've been looking forward to kind of getting this into place. So, yeah, it's going to be the first one. So looking forward to it. Obviously got a few more of these coming your way as well over the over the course of the season. So, yeah, I, I think it's key that obviously we want you guys to interact with us as well and let, let, let us know if we've missed any names, you know, if you agree or disagree with us. So don't be afraid to send us a comment. And obviously, if you're watching on replay, then comment underneath the video as well. So, you know, we always want to know what you guys think as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, let, let's kick start then. So what we'll do is we'll just run through the top 10 list as we have it right now. It's not in any particular order. It's just so everyone knows uh, the top 10 that we settled on. So as you can see on the screen right now, we've got Claudio Pizarro, Giovanni Elbert, Marco Royce, Miroslav Closer. A little bit further down here, we've got Kevin Curagni, Graffite, Robert Lewandowski, Mario Gomez, Edin Dzeko and Ailton. So we'll stop at uh, at 10 and kind of work our way up then, Mark. So we've kind of had a little bit of a discussion about this already and we've got our own kind of ammunition ready for, for each other. So <laughs> if we're talking about the kind of the, the players maybe that are, are just scraping in here, maybe ahead of the honourable mentions that we've got on screen, who, who do you want to start with then? Maybe the likes of 
a Jeco or a, a Marco Royce is a little bit further up here as well. Royce is probably the only player on our list who hasn't won the Bundesliga. So if we're talking about greatness in terms of winning things, Royce is struggling in that point of view, isn't he? Yeah, I think that's definitely something worth bearing in mind. But I mean, when you look at his longevity, you know, obviously a lot of people forget that he played for Borussia Mönchengladbach before he went to Borussia Dortmund as well. And he was also very prolific there. But yeah, that is definitely something that has to be held against Royce. So the fact that he's never won the Bundesliga and he is the only man on this list who's never won it. But yeah, I think given his longevity and like obviously the quality he's shown over the years, I think he probably deserves a couple of notches up from the very bottom. I think the name that probably strikes me the most is Yorman. I know you're a big fan of him, Rory, but it's that man Graffiti. You know, <laughs> obviously him and along with his uh, former teammate Edin Dzeko, they had that famous year, didn't they, where they won the Bundesliga with obviously. Um, Werder Bremen, legendary strike force, wasn't it? Sorry, not Werder Bremen, Wolfsburg. Sorry, my mistake. That's Ailton who won the won the league <laughs> with Werder Bremen. But like Graffiti got 28 goals that season. But my, my only question about uh, Graffiti is that like, did he do it for long enough? You know, like, did he kind of, was he a top striker in the Bundesliga for years or was it more of a one season wonder? What would you say, Rory? Are you saying he was like a Bundesliga legend or was he a bit of a one season wonder really? Um, and obviously, from from my point of view, that I think he was a really kind of um, fresh player to bring to the league. Uh, I'm not sure how much was really ex- expected of him. Um, one of the great memories that I have of watching Graffite in, in terms of kind of like looking back was was that great goal that he scored against Bayern. I think when Wolfsburg destroyed them five one, obviously on course to winning the league title that year. Um, kind of like dancing through all the buying defenders, and I think what well, he back, you know, like back heeled it, didn't he? I think, and yeah. um, to, to score past uh, past the keeper. So that kind of flair that he brought um, to Wolfsburg was was amazing. Um, just someone to really enjoy watching in the Bundesliga. Um, so I think, yeah, he, he might be one player that's struggling a little bit in terms of maybe full consistency. He was, you know, he was a part of that Wolfsburg team that were unbelievable with Jacko. Outscored him in the league with 28 goals that that season. I think Jacko outscored him in in all competitions that season though, um, and scored. Uh, I think he scored more goals than Jacko though over his time at, in Wolfsburg, or maybe that was league goals. Um, but certainly he did it over a, a good couple of seasons, and he was awesome. And at the end of the day, he won a Bundesliga title amongst other achievements um, whilst he was at the club. So, uh, yeah, he scored 59 goals in 107 league, that's league appearances, though. Um, scored and got the goal of the year in Germany in 2009, as the goal that I mentioned. He was in the kicker Bundesliga team of the season for 2008-9 as well. So, a few things that he's got on his CV that are really impressive and are great, but I think we're probably talking 10th or 9th for him at the moment. So, shall we slip him down to start with? Um, yeah, I think we've got to put him down. Just a quicker look at the stats as well. Yeah, I was just saying before, was he a one-season wonder? But I think the stats do point towards that. Like, he did get 11 goals in his first season for Wolfsburg, but then he had that unbelievable season, the title-winning season of 2008 or nine, when he got he got 28 goals in 25 games, which is just absolutely ridiculous numbers, isn't it? But then the season after that famous year, he did go back to his 11 goals and his last in his last season for Wolfsburg in 2010-11, he did get only nine goals. So 
they're not terrible numbers, but he did only average 10 goals a season, apart from that one and only season, which for me is still enough to get him in the top 10 uh, since 2000, but not enough to get him higher than 10th, I think. Okie doke, right. So if we're talking then maybe his strike partner, um, who's he has got similar stats, Jekko, hasn't yeah. he, really? Very um, similar. Yeah. Mm. Very similar, to be honest. So I think we're matching him and Jekko up quite closely, yeah. probably followed not far off by Marco Royce. Obviously, Royce's yeah. stats for Dortmund and Gladbach are really good. Um, yeah. And we've classed him as a striker forward um, for the purposes of this video. Maybe if we did Royce as a midfielder in another show, he might be further up that list. Yeah, but, I mean, there's a good there's a good chance that that would be the case. But for I think, now, mm. yeah, go on. I think for me with Royce, like he started off his career more as like a classic centre forward number nine, didn't he? But more and more as the years have gone by, he's kind of become like a kind of uh, attacking midfielder for me. And I think if you look at his statistics as well, they kind of support that argument because at Gladbach, you know, he actually had his most prolific ever season in the Bundesliga in 2011-12 when he got 18 goals in 32 games for Gladbach. And then actually since then, he's only once hit double figures in the last six years, actually. And that was in 2018 19 when he got 17 league goals for Dortmund so I think that does show but you've got to remember his assists as well I'm pretty sure if we looked at the assist statistics it'd be way higher than pretty much all of these players and also you know his longevity has been much much better than the likes of Jekyll, Graffiti and whatever and even Ailton I guess you could say but I think in terms of the fact that he's not won the Bundesliga and the fact that his record goal haul was significantly lower than the other guys here, you know, of 18. I think he would have to go in at eight, really. Yeah, I think we're happy with eight. I think he has to be ahead of Dzeko because of longevity, as you mentioned. He has won two Pokals, uh, Champions League runner-up with Dortmund, obviously famously when they played Bayern uh, under Klopp. Um, Bundesliga top assist provider 2013-14. And obviously he has a player, you know, versatile, great agility, you know, really good finisher really isn't he as well mm. um i guess you just wonder perhaps would he be higher up this list if it weren't for injuries as well um yeah. he's not been he's not been lucky in that regard has he really um so right i think amazingly we're pretty on course here because we're settled with so we're locking in graffiti yeah. uh 10 jacko 9 marco royce 8 yeah you are you are you on board with that, Mark? Yeah, definitely, yeah. I mean, as you say, Royce is definitely a different kind of player, but I think if you're talking purely as a striker, he couldn't be higher than eighth because his numbers just aren't quite high enough, really, in terms of goals scored for me. Yeah, okie doke. So I think we need to decide then the rest of our 10th to 6th places. So let's get some names in there that might be in and around that place. I think we can shift good old Robert out of the way for now. Yeah. Um, so what what names are kind of speaking to you for six, seven? So strikers, obviously, that have had a really good record, but maybe not that kind of upper echelons of our top five. I think probably close is the one that's really sticking out to me because you've got to remember that, um, you know, some of his goals were scored for Kaiserslautern as well. That's kind of where he made his name. A lot of people yeah. don't know that, but he made his name at Kaiserslautern and that was at the back end of the 90s. So if you look at the statistics, his first season... 
was actually for Kaiserslautern in 99-2000. But then, to be fair, most of his goals were scored in the 2000s. Yeah. You know, he was another of them, wasn't he? For me, he was always a player that did better, actually, at international level for Germany than he did in yeah. the Bundesliga. But then, a quick look at his statistics, you know. I mean, 16 goals in 31 in 2001-2 for Kaiserslautern. His most prolific ever Bundesliga season was actually, again, for Werder Bremen. What a team they had in the mid-2000s, didn't they, Werder? But he got 25 in 26 around that time in 2005-6 but then if you look at the rest of his seasons he was always round about double figures but he didn't have that many seasons where he kind of banged in a really big total I think for me the big problem with Closer is he was amazing at Werder Bremen really good at Kaiserslautern but when he got that big big move to Bayern Munich he didn't really do it for me that's the problem right. You know, he did only get 40, uh, 24 goals in four seasons for Bayern, yeah, which is yeah. a, as a centre-forward yeah. is not overly impressive for me. What do you think, Rory? Yeah, but that's that's obviously the one thing that sticks out is that is that record whilst he was at Bayern. Obviously, he won the two titles, though. So, was it mm. because he was in a great team? Or yeah. did he contribute, you know, as a result? His contributions, though, like, as you mentioned, Kaiserslautern, and obviously where he made his name, scored 16 goals in 2001-2 season and helped Kaiserslautern to finish seventh. I mean, that that's pretty awesome in, in itself, how how he impacted on that team. And obviously, awesome at Werder, um, scoring, as you mentioned, 25 goals um, as Werder came second behind Bayern in, in 05-06. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree that a lot of his good work or best work was like, FIFA World Cups, isn't it, where a yeah. lot of people know his name, like the Golden Shoe uh, in yeah. 2006, part of the FIFA World Cup <laughs> All-Star team in 2002 and six. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and not only was he a, a very good goal scorer, so he knew where to be in the right place at the right time, didn't he? I, I remember all his kind of famous headers um, that he used to score. But he was a really good um, good team player as well, I think. And he was, I think he was really... Really high on assists. So yeah. I think he's the top assists provider in the Bundesliga for a couple of seasons as well. So showing that kind of all-round game. Um, but maybe in terms of the strikers that we have left, it's probably putting closer a little bit further down just on pure Bundesliga goal scoring. So do, do we want to just put closer as seventh for now? We can obviously yeah. change him if I we think need we to. can agree on that for now, yeah. Yeah, okay. So... Remaining names that we've got to kind of play around with, Ailton, Gomez, Kuranyi, Elbert, Pizarro, Lewandowski. Let, let's leave Pizarro and Lewandowski for a little bit and bring Elbert into the com into yeah. the conversation. So we kind of need to play around a little bit with Ailton. Uh, yeah, Ailton or Kuranyi for me are probably in and around that fifth and sixth spot. Uh, but do you want to kind of run me through what you think should should we just try and focus on yeah i think elbert elbert is a tough one because the thing is you've got to remember what a lot of people forget as well everyone knows him for his days at bayern munich you know winning the champions league etc but he actually made his name at stuttgart your boy yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. and a lot, he banged in a lot of his bundesliga goals in the 90s actually he actually joined the bundesliga in 1994 and he yeah. scored well over 40 goals in three seasons for Stuttgart, which is pretty good going. And then obviously, you know, didn't get off to the best start of Bayern, but then it was actually in the 2000s when he really kind of kicked off for Bayern Munich. He got 
15 goals in 2000 and 2001, 17 in 2001, 2. Then it's actually his most prolific Bundesliga season was it actually his last, incredibly, which was in 2002, 3, when he got 21 goals in 33 goal games, which is pretty impressive, isn't it? For me, I always liked Giovanni Elber. He's one of the guys that I kind of remember from my childhood, really, I guess, in some ways. So. I would like to see him a little bit higher. I think Ailton, yeah, we're looking at him, but what you've got to remember about Ailton, he only played four seasons in the Bundesliga, so that's got to be held against him, perhaps. Yeah, I those, think, sorry, sorry, five, yeah. my mistake, because he had one with Schalke as well. But that yeah. those four five seasons were all, the minimum he scored was 14 goals, and he went 14, 16, 16, 28 in that famous title-winning season for Werder Bremen in 2003-04. Then he had a very respectable season where he scored 14 in 29 for Schalke and actually 20 overall, including Europe as well. So mm -hmm. this is a guy who was very, very good in the Bundesliga. He was very unorthodox as well. I remember the guy he had a massive beer belly and like yeah. nobody could understand how this guy was banging in goals left, right and centre. But he's definitely on the cult hero level as well, which always kind of adds to a player, doesn't it? I think Graffiti was pretty much the same kind of player as Graffiti. They looked similar. They were both Brazilians and nobody could understand how they were so good because they weren't <laughs> exactly the most, the best physical specimen, let's say that much, yeah. you know? But yeah, what would you say, Rory? Are you going for Ailton or maybe someone else in there? Uh, at the moment, I'm quite satisfied with the way it's looking, just obviously by doing it by accident. So I think closer is, is edged by Ailton. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, so Gomez obviously has three Bundesliga titles, one with Stuttgart uh, and two with Bayern, two Pokals, two Super Cups and one Champions League title, all with Bayern. Um, obviously, um, scored 75 league goals for Bayern in 115 appearances. Um, obviously had a spell at Wolfsburg as well, 17 and 45 uh, and 85 goals to Stuttgart over two spells. Um, and, and you know that aerial threat that Gomez was 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 mm. unbelievable, like un mm. unbelievably hard to kind of stop. Uh, he could shoot with both feet. Uh, his his anticipation, much like Closer, was really good in the box. Um, so I think Gomez for me goes ahead of Ailton. So shall we lock those yeah. three down as seven, six, and five for now? Yeah, I think a closer look at Gomez only really was a, a good player. You know, I think with Gomez, he was like the opposite of closer for me. He he failed a little bit, not failed. Maybe that's harsh with uh with um, Germany. Germany. Yeah, yeah. He was never seen as like a top German striker, despite his record in the Bundesliga. Whereas obviously, you know, the likes of Podolski, the likes of um, closer were gods for Germany, really. You know, and obviously yeah. they were really really good. But if you look at his stats, I mean, for Stuttgart, if if you look from two thousand seven eight. He got 19 that year. The year after, he followed it up with a, a measly 24 in 32 games. Then his first season at Bayern, he wasn't overly good. Obviously, a bit of transition. He only got 10 in 29, but then had his two best ever seasons in the Bundesliga, where he got 28 in 32 in 2010-11, then followed yeah. that up with a um, 26 in 2011-12. I mean, the, and then as you say, the thing with him, he had insane longevity as well. He had a very good, yeah, yeah. solid yeah. spell at Wolfsburg. By that point, he was already like mid thirties, and he got like 16 in 33 for Wolfsburg before joining his boyhood club Stuttgart and getting a very respectable 15 goals over two a season and a half as well. When mm -hmm. he was like 36, 37 by that point. So yeah. 
for me, he's got to be high up. Yeah, he's got to be above Ailton. Just scroll up there, Rory, a little bit. And let's see yeah, let's do it. Let's about. go up then. So at the mm. moment, our top four consists of Kevin Kiranyi, Elbert, mm. Lewandowski, and Pizarro. Um, so let, let's look at Elbert and well, let's look at Kiran Kiranyi a bit closer then, shall we, Mark? Because yeah. we need to decide whether he's uh, worthy of top four. So that could be into question, I reckon, because, mm. um, you know, again, another kind of man who, who had a really good record or time with Stuttgart um, was in the uh, kicker Bundesliga team of the season a few times, won the UEFA into Toto Cup with Schalke, um, finished top goal scorer um, for them for four, four years in a row, three years in a row, something like that, and helped them into the Champions League. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you reckon? Do you think Karani needs to be a bit lower than that? I think, don't we? Yeah, definitely. I think Gomez has got to be above him simply because of obviously the three titles, you know, obviously the famous uh, Stuttgart title as well. I think the thing with Karani is if you look, he never failed to get double figures for eight seasons in a row between 2002 and 2009, which is pretty impressive numbers, you know, and yeah, I think yeah. with Karani, he, was, he also offered more than just goals too, he was very pacey, a great, uh, got a few assists in there as well, and also you got to remember he never played for Bayern Munich as well, which is always something, but I mean, yeah, some yeah. people would say you can hold that against him, because at the end of the day, if Bayern really wanted Kevin Karani, they probably would have got him, let's be honest, yeah. so for me, Gomez has got to be above Karani, I'd probably be looking at Karani in fifth, in truth, it, I think the only thing you can hold against him is that he didn't win the most and also his, his highest number was 18, but he did get around about 17, 16, 18, a lot of seasons in a row, you know, which is obviously puts him above a few of the other names. But yeah, I'll be going for Karanyi in fifth myself. Okay, yeah, we'll not drop him any lower just yet. We'll, we'll keep him in uh, in fifth and Gomez can go up a little bit. Um tempted to put closer a bit higher up now you know but we'll, we'll come back to that perhaps um Giovanni Elbert then Mark you you happy with him being in around third place so like four Bundesliga yeah. titles three Pokals the Champions League as you mentioned in like the team of the season a good few times part of Bayern Munich's all-time 11 um yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's right. got to be high up. I mean, the guy's a god, really. You know, he really is. He's a buy. But I think it, for me, with him, it wasn't only his goals in uh, the, the league. It was his European form as well. The guy was an absolute machine yeah, yeah. in the Champions League. Like, I remember my memories, you know, in like the late 90s, early 2000s, and it was always his name on the score sheet. You know, he was just like an absolute machine. And I think the only slight thing you can hold against Elbert is that he was also good in the 90s as well. And he wasn't only yeah. a 2000s yeah. player. So whether we're going to be too fussy, see on that i don't know but he's got to be in the top four mac minimum for me he can't go any lower than any of those guys but he's probably i think there's good cause for him even to be second i would say that high really i mean pizarro was obviously a legend in his own right but was he as good as elbert really I, I don't know what would you say rory yeah that that is a really hard question actually um i get i guess i remember pizarro more so because yeah, Pizarro played for a really long time, didn't he? He yeah. had great longevity. I'm not entirely sure what to what uh, age Elbert played to. Um, that's one thing that strikes me first and foremost. Um, Elbert's stats, obviously, are absolutely ridiculous. Pizarro, I mean, his numbers add up 
ju- just as much though. Um, like six Bundesligas, five Pokals, uh, Champions League, loads of Super Cups um, in the mix there. He's the. I mean, if you're looking purely at numbers, he's the, Pizarro is the sixth top goal scorer in Bundesliga history. Um, just shy of 200 goals in 490 appearances. So his his ratio of goals was was 0.4. Um, so not far off a goal. Well, every other game. Um, top top goals were in Verder's history in all competitions. 152 goals. Obviously, then did it for Bayern as well. Um, the second. Highest Bundesliga scorer for a foreign scorer, so not a non-German scorer, and uh, well, and the oldest player to play in Bundesliga history at forty years, two hundred twenty-seven days, and he's the oldest hat-trick goal scorer in the Bundesliga as well. Um, so <laughs> I've just talked myself into thinking Pizarro needs to go ahead of Elbert. Uh, are you gonna? Are you gonna argue that, Mark? Do you want? Do you want Elbert higher? It's a very tough one for me because. There are a couple of things. While you did make a lot of good points, there are a couple of things that are held against him. He never went over over 19 goals in a Bundesliga season, whereas Elbert got like 24, 25 as his record. You know, so he and also he didn't have as much impact in Europe either as what uh, Elbert did. I mean, it, again, this depends on how we're thinking about uh, Bundesliga. Although I say that, but he, he did have a couple of really good years for Werder. You know, again, it seems to be Werder that they have a lot of players that did really well for Werder Bremen. I think they need some of those players nowadays as well, really. But it's uh, yeah. I mean, he did have one really, really top season in Europe for Werder. But if you look at some of his seasons for Bayern, he wasn't exactly prolific in Europe. Whereas Elbert, obviously, Champions League winner, you know, as a starting player, all-time top, you know, Bayern starting 11. I mean, these are huge things, you know. For me, I'll probably say, I would actually disagree. I go, Elbert has to go above Pizarro for me. Wow. But even well, Gomez, for me, Gomez yeah. has also got to go in the in the conversation, hasn't he? Because his record was just insane. And he did it for two clubs as well, you know? Yeah. So it's like yeah. the fact that he did it for Stuttgart and Bayern, he was getting well over 20 for like five, six seasons in a row. It's just ridiculous numbers, really. Uh, yeah, it's tricky. And now we're into the deep end. Um, yeah. Before, yeah, so maybe we'll leave... We'll leave Elbert and Pizarro for mm. debate uh, for a moment. Shall, shall we kind of confirm our number one player? And yeah. uh, I, I do want to just run through some of the, the former Bayern legends' uh, stats. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, what can we say, really? You know, like Lewandowski, for me, not only one of the best Bundesliga, but possibly the best striker of uh, this generation. You know, some people would say Ronaldo or Messi, but it, they're not like classic number nines for me, you know, whereas this guy is 100% a classic number nine. His stats were just absolutely ridiculous. Like, just a quick look. Obviously, seems a long time ago now, but he did start with Dortmund and he... Actually, his first ever season after signing from Lech Poznan in Poland, he actually didn't impress. That was like his only bad season, really, in Germany. And that was the 2010-11. He only got eight goals in 33 games. What was wrong with him back then? But like that was basically it only took him one year. And then after that, he, he posted three consecutive 20-plus goals for Dortmund. Two of them included title-winning seasons as well. He got 22, 24 20. Then actually, surprisingly, he actually dropped below 20 for the only time as a Bayern Munich player in, in uh, eight seasons as a Bayern Munich player. He only dropped below 20 once. And that was in his first season in 2014-15 when he got 
just a measly 17, which is not exactly <laughs> bad, let's be honest. Then he just started, then after that, his stats just got better and better. He went to 30, 30, 29, 22, 34. Then his best ever season was obviously that record-breaking season when he got uh, 41 goals, which is just absolutely insane. That was the famous one when it beat Gerd Muller's by one goal. And then his yeah. last season, he just got a measly 35 goals in 34 <laughs> games before joining Barcelona, where he's already got two in two there as well. So yeah. not exactly a bad striker, is he? Let's be honest. So for me, this is a no-brainer. Would you agree, Rory? I mean, on top of that, the number of titles he won, he won yeah. 10 titles in 11, in 12 seasons in Germany, which is just abnormal numbers, really. Yes, just just silly numbers. Easiest part of the show, really, isn't it? Um, putting him in as number one, amazing striker, a world class striker. Brilliant to have been able to watch him in the Bundesliga um, and enjoy just one of the best strikers. Um, accurate, efficient kind of finisher. Um, all sorts of goals, headers, both feet, anything that you could want. Obviously, he's got that height as well, really strong to hold the ball up. Um, he's not even that slow either. Um, so, yeah, obviously all the stats you can back up for, for the rest of time. Um, just incredible. Obviously, been in like the team of the season nine times, top goal scorer seven times, I think, player of the season two times. Um, interestingly enough, I don't know if this stat's right, uh, buy-in player of the season once. Um, mm. That that to me either is poor information that I've gathered or just crazy because buy-in is so good. Um, but yeah, that who knows? I'll try and find that out and and check that. But I'm fairly sure that that is that is correct. But anyway, regardless, he's our number one. I think it's fair to say. If you disagree. Please do let us know if you can rationale why someone should be ahead. Then, yeah, then by all means, please do. Um, but yeah, Robert Lewandowski slots in at number one. So, right, just uh, just a few more minutes for us to go through, just cleaning things up. Then, shall we, Mark? So let, let's clean up two, three, and four. Um, I think I think Gomez has to say it four for me, and yeah. then I'll take I'll take whatever wriggle room maybe on. Pizarro or Elbear. Um, uh, do you want to argue your case for Elbear into second place then? <laughs> Yeah, I think for me, I think we can definitely agree that these are the top four. Yeah, I mean, as you say, uh, Gomez was an absolute god, but he didn't do quite enough on the European stage and his longevity maybe was... Although even then, his longevity was good, actually. But like I would just say the other three were a little bit better than him, that's all, you know. Maybe his style of play was a little bit more one-dimensional than the other three, I would say. But it, that's not really a criticism because he was a brilliant striker, Mario Gomez. But, yeah, yeah. yeah for me, Elber, it's just his, it, what he won. Like, you don't get him by Munich's all-time top uh, top 11 for being True. a mug, you know. I mean, it, yeah. This guy was brilliant. I, I just remember him. He was absolutely fantastic. He could do everything. He was fast. He was tricky. He had a great finish. He, he was kind of like at his very best, like a slightly worse version of El Phenomenal, uh, Ronaldo number nine, I would say. You know, like that would, I would say he was that good, the guy. He was just yeah, absolutely yeah. brilliant. And, you know, he did it a number of clubs. He went on after Bayern to do it at Lyon as well, where he had a couple of good seasons there. He was just, he had good longevity, maybe not quite as good as some of the other names on the list, but he was still a top player in Europe well into his 30s. And um, yeah, for me, it's just what he won, really. He was a Champions League winner with Bayern Munich. He was regularly on the top level, you know, in Europe. 
all the European tournaments. Yeah, Pizarro was a, he is a legend. He's a very good player, but he never had that season where he went twenty plus. Which for me, you do have to do have that season, one or two seasons like that to kind of be second. So I'm going to go for Elba. But yeah, I, I convinced, yeah. can I have I convinced you or do I need to do more? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm I am kind of leaning towards Len you have it. Um Pizarro was, I guess was maybe start, he was started to use a little bit more sparingly as time went on. Mm. Um more of an impact player off the bench, I'd seem to remember a little bit. But I guess doesn't that happen to everyone? But you know, even even CR seven sitting on Man United's bench at the yeah. moment. Um yeah. so right, yeah, I think Let's go with um, Elbert a second, so that we can make sure that we're not arguing this until the uh, until the late hours <laughs> of the night. Um, so I think we're good then. I think we're pretty settled. Uh, so let's just go through the uh, the top ten for for everyone to finalise it all and make sure that we don't want to make any last minute adjustments. Um, but yeah, I hope everyone's enjoyed this type of show. Let let us know what you reckon to our order. Um, Give us a shout in the comments if you want any late dramatic changes to this order whilst we're going through it for the last time. So, our very first show, uh, Bundesliga Top 10. First show has been on Top 10 Strikers since the year 2000. So, in 10th place, we've got Graffite uh, with his strike partner, Edin Dzeko, just above him in 9th place. Followed by uh, Dortmund legend and indeed uh, great impact at Gladbach, Marco Royce. Uh, followed by Miroslav Closer and Ailton closing up the uh, the 10th to 6th bracket. Kevin Kuranyi has sneaked into the top five. I think we are we going to leave there that, Mark? Do we think that Kuranyi is just going to just stay there for now? Yeah, I just think the longevity, you know, six years of, you know, 15 to 20 goals for me, that's enough. And he, yeah, he didn't get that like kind of top level. He didn't win the titles that some of the other guys won. But for me, you know, the likes of Ailton, if he stayed a little bit longer, he'd be above Karani. But I think longevity has to be there. Closer, as I say, I'm still not convinced by his Bayern Munich performance. And I remember at the time, you know, Bayern fans weren't particularly impressed with some of his work there, and they did consider him to be a bit of a flop of a signing. So I think that's got to be held. There's not many strikers that really kind of fail at, at Bayern, so that's got to be held against him a little bit, to be honest. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. We'll keep Kurani at fifth then. So our top five strikers since the year 2000. Kevin Kurani makes it into the top five. Mario Gomez in fourth place, just missing out on a top three spot. And our, I mean, our top three, I mean, all our strikers are amazing but Claudio Pizarro in third place followed um well he follows uh Giovanni Elbert in second place a very good second place amazing player and in first place I think it's fair to say our king of our first show has to be Robert Robert Lewandowski Polish and Bayern legend of a player rounds up um the end of our our very first top 10 show um so, yeah, I hope everyone's enjoyed this new version of our show that we brought to you on a Thursday night. We'll do this once a month, uh, so keep an eye out for our next show. And obviously, if there's something that you desperately want us to cover, throw them into the suggestions, the comments, put it on Twitter, and then we'll see if we can get around to it quite soon as well. 
Um, don't uh, worry as well that tonight you've not seen a fantasy show. It's coming out first thing tomorrow morning. We've pre-recorded it already. So, uh, yeah, that, that'll be coming out for you. So make sure that you keep an eye out for that. And uh, do uh, uh, over to you, Mark, to close up tonight's show. Yeah, definitely. As Rory said, I really hope you've enjoyed what you've seen. And if you did, then remember to check out, uh, out Over the Bar FB and out Over the Bar Extra Twitter feeds. Also, yeah, remember to check out our main site as well, otbfootball.net, which, you know, we've got a continuous number of uh, articles going up there uh, every day. And, yeah, finally, remember to like, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed what you saw. Yeah, again, the comments, this is one that we really hope to get a few comments for as well because, you know, some people might disagree with us. There are a few uh, controversial things in there. I think most people would agree with Lewandowski, wouldn't they, let's be honest. But, yeah, would would everyone have Kevin Karani in the top five? I don't know, really. Well, would some people have included Erling Haaland maybe in the top ten or maybe even Klassian Huntelaar was perhaps hard done by to miss out so let us know what you guys think and yeah see you again uh monday actually as rory said tomorrow there'll be the fantasy football coming out and then the next live show will be monday for match day four so yeah we will see you there i'll feed us in bye-bye